Hello, and welcome to episode 107 of the Quiet and Strong podcast, especially for introverts. I'm your host, David Hall, and the creator of quietandstrong.com. This is a weekly podcast dedicated to understanding the strengths and needs of introverts. Introversion is not something to fix, but to be embraced. Normally, we'll air each episode on a Monday. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite platform. Leave me a review. That would mean a lot to me. Tell a friend about the podcast and help get the word out there that introversion is a beautiful thing. The Quiet and Strong podcast is all about the strengths and needs of introverts, along with some strategies for success. An important part of the podcast is hearing people's stories and their journey of embracing introversion. This can be incredibly valuable for those that are still struggling with their introversion and perhaps feeling like something is wrong with them. The guests talk about their journey of self-discovery and how they overcame challenges and learned to lean into their gifts to reach their important goals and find success. I've told my story on this podcast, and I've been a guest on other podcasts as well where I've told my story. I was a kid with a big imagination. I had some great friends, but what would be considered by some a small circle of friends. And as I was growing up, I felt like something was wrong with me. Why did I see the world differently? Or why was I not able to easily share my ideas or speak with ease or have that charisma I saw in others? So it was definitely a journey. I read a lot of books, watched a lot of videos. I got a degree in psychology and a master's in counseling. I was learning much about different personality types. And at my work, I received some great professional development. A couple of those experiences were getting certified in the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. In that training, one of the key takeaways was when the facilitator said, introverts think and then speak. Extroverts speak in order to think. That was a big aha for me. That rang true. And again, I realized there was a natural difference in my introversion. And this wasn't my first exposure to introversion and extroversion, but it really cemented the fact that I came to introversion quite naturally and I should be proud of who I was. Also at work, I received training to become a facilitator for Gallup Strengths. It was called Strengths Quest at the time and then later Strengths Finder. And this one wasn't about introversion and extroversion, but about 34 different themes of talent. And then it gave you your top five. And my talents were things like being analytical, seeing how everything connected, and of course, being full of ideas. And my takeaway here was that I did have my own unique set of gifts and strengths that I came by very naturally. And I could learn to harness these to be successful and happy. And there is nothing wrong with me. And as part of the Gallup Strengths training, I attended an advanced workshop for trainers and there was large group discussions, table conversations and individual reflection all about strengths. I loved it. And I did what I thought was plenty of participation. At the end of three days, the facilitator pulled me aside and as a compliment, she said, you are quiet and strong. When you speak, people listen. And of course, the name stuck. And I realized 
that I'm never going to be a chatterbox. The chatter occurs in my head. As an introvert, I'm putting ideas together, carefully thinking through things, and sharing what I think is most important and valuable. This is a gift. A gift that I did not always recognize or appreciate. The journey of discovering and appreciating my introversion was life-changing. I learned to approach life with my gifts and learn to honor my needs and not compare myself to others to find greater happiness and success. So what's your story? What would you tell me if you were speaking with me on this podcast? You may still be on a journey of self-awareness, maybe even struggling, and that's okay. You're in the right place to hear stories of others to help in your own journey. Or maybe you're embracing your introversion and you've found success in life and business. I would love to hear your story, whether you've found some great success in embracing your introversion or if you're still working through it. We've had many guests on a variety of topics. And the importance of stories has come up numerous times, whether we were talking about making conversations and connections, networking, marketing, giving presentations and speeches. Storytelling is an important piece of all this. First, let's talk about the history of storytelling. Storytelling has been a fundamental part of human history dating back to the earliest civilizations. People have always used stories to connect with one another, to convey important lessons, and to entertain. From the earliest cave paintings to modern-day films, stories have been part of the experience for humans for thousands of years. Throughout human history, stories have been used to build communities, foster social bonds, facilitate collaboration. And cultures around the world have used storytelling to pass down their cultural heritage, beliefs, and values from one generation to the next. In many cultures, storytelling is used as a form of entertainment, bringing people together for communal events like storytelling circles or theater performances. Stories have also served as a powerful tool for teaching and preserving important lessons and information. And throughout history, stories have been used to educate and inspire, providing moral and ethical guidance and preserving knowledge across generations. So my wife, my son and I, as of recent, we like to find a series on Netflix or other places to watch together while we eat dinner. It's a time I look forward to spending time with these two important people in my life and watching a show together and having a common experience. So we recently watched The Rings of Power, and this television series is based on a novel, The Lord of the Rings by Tolkien. When we finished this series, we decided to watch The Hobbit and also The Lord of the Rings movies again. There's six movies in all, about three hours each. And, you know, if you haven't watched it or read the book, The Hobbit is a story of Bilbo Baggins, a hobbit living in a peaceful and beautiful shire. As an introvert, the shire looks like a nice place to live. Bilbo goes on a quest as a very unlikely hero, but he plays a key role in fighting to save Middle-earth. He's much smaller than his traveling companions, and has not been on any adventures, so to speak. He says of adventures early on, We are plain quiet folk, 
and have no use for adventures. Nasty, disturbing, uncomfortable things make you late for dinner. As the three movies of The Hobbit go forward, he does many heroic acts to the surprise of himself and others. And in the end, as him and his companions are victorious, he's speaking to Thorin, the leader of the party. Thorin's dying and Bilbo says to him, I'm glad to have shared in your perils, Thorin, each and every one of them. It's far more than any Baggins deserves. We had a great time watching these movies. This is my second time around, and I don't watch movies twice very often. What a powerful and thought-provoking story from Tolkien. Of course, Tolkien was an introvert. As an introvert, he used so much imagination and creativity to create this world of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. In great storytelling, such as The Hobbit or Star Wars or Harry Potter, there's a pattern. Joseph Campbell's The Hero's Journey or The Hero with a Thousand Faces is a popular framework and used by writers in storytelling because it provides a universal and archetypal structure and can be applied to a wide variety of stories. Campbell's framework outlines the basic stages of the hero's journey, including the call to adventure, the trials and tribulations faced during the journey, and the hero's eventual return to home as a transformed person. The appeal of the hero's journey framework for writers is that it provides a familiar and predictable structure for stories that allows writers and storytellers to engage their audience by tapping into the collective unconscious and universal themes. By using the hero's journey as a template, writers can create stories that are both familiar and engaging, while also allowing for creative expression and originality. Additionally, the hero's journey provides a roadmap for character development, allowing storytellers to explore the hero's motivations, conflicts, and growth over the course of the story. By following the hero's journey framework, storytellers can create stories to be both compelling and meaningful, making them well-suited for a wide range of genres. So I've made an effort in trying to bring the power of stories into my presentations, speeches, and conversations over the last few years. I have a rich imagination. I did not always feel that my stories were important or that others wanted to hear them. I can remember recently giving a presentation and working to incorporate more story into it. Afterwards, someone that had heard many of my presentations previously went on and on about how great it was. She was also sure to point out that it was much better than other presentations that I had given. This person is not big on compliments and praise. So this praise meant a lot coming from her. What had changed? Not necessarily the information, but the way I was now incorporating the power of the story. In episode 89, Richard Newman, the founder of Body Talk and author of You Are Born to Speak, talked about the power of stories. He has taught people all over the world how to have impact in their communication and public speeches. I highly recommend this episode. He said that in great storytelling, you have to light up three areas of the brain and in this order, the survival mind, the emotional mind, and the logical mind. 
In this way, the listener's brain is switched on to care about what you're saying. As humans, we want to avoid pain and gain pleasure. Stories help take the audience from the past to a positive future. By telling stories, your listener can see themselves as the hero as they are looking at overcoming challenges and achieving important goals that they care about. Richard grew up very shy, and I asked him, how do introverts gain confidence? He said, first, know that you are one, and then that's okay. And that's what this podcast is all about. And as introverts, we sometimes feel like others don't care about our stories or that we don't have anything value to share. But the truth is, introverts have a lot of great things to offer. We have unique perspectives, interesting experiences, valuable insights that can make a big impact. People are often fascinated by different perspectives and are curious to learn about the experiences of others. So what are tips for introverts to become better storytellers? As introverts, we like to prepare and think about things ahead of time. In episode 104, Peter Anthony, author of Collaboradabra, The Magic of Collaborative Conversations, also shared the power of storytelling. One of his pieces of advice, especially for introverts, was to keep a journal of stories, of either things that happen to you or you hear or read about from others. I thought this was great advice. You know, creating a story bank of stories to share in presentations that can be a valuable resource for you as a speaker or presenter and especially as an introvert. So here's some tips for building a story bank. Keep a journal. Write down interesting stories, anecdotes, or events that you experience or hear about. This can be a great starting point for your story bank. You know, for me, I always have my phone so I can easily record stories or thoughts in a Google Doc or an Evernote. And sometimes it's easier for me to get my thoughts down through speaking So I might use voice to text in one of these apps. Uh, Reflect on your past experience. And reflection is one of our introvert superpowers. Think about an experience from your past that would make for a great story. This could be a memorable moment from your childhood, a challenge you faced, or a time where you learned something valuable. Ask others for stories. Ask friends, family members, colleagues, If they have any interesting stories to share, you can also ask them to share stories from their experiences. Observe the world around you. Pay attention to the world and look for those things that could be useful in your presentations. This could be anything from a news article you read to an interesting conversation you had with a new acquaintance. Be creative. Don't be afraid to use your imagination to come up with interesting stories. You can take a real event, add some fictional elements to make it more engaging. Categorize your stories. Once you have a collection, categorize them based on the type of story, the theme, or the audience that would be best suited for. By creating a story bank, you'll have a collection of engaging stories to share in your presentations and speeches. This will help you connect with your audience and make your message more memorable. So in your presentation or speech, Start with a hook. Start with a story that captures the audience's attention and draws them in. You could start with a surprising statistic, a personal anecdote, or a thought-provoking question. 
The hook should be relevant to your message and set the stage for the rest of the story. Use vivid and descriptive language to bring your story to life. Describe the sights, the sounds, and emotions and events that you're describing. This will help your audience feel like they're part of the story and increase their engagement with your message. And of course, use humor as appropriate. Make your story relatable. Choose a story that is relevant to your audience and they can relate to. This will help them connect with your message on a personal level and increase their engagement with your presentation. Use real life examples and personal stories to illustrate your points. This makes your presentation more relatable and memorable. For example, if you're giving a presentation on the importance of teamwork, you could tell a story about a team that you are a part of as you achieve the difficult goal. Know your audience. Before you begin your presentation or speech, get to know your audience. Consider their interests, their backgrounds, and what they hope to get out of your talk. This will help tailor your stories and make them more relatable to your audience. Plan your stories. Take the time to plan, including what you want to say, how you want to say it, and what you want to achieve with each story. This will help you feel more confident and organized when it comes time to speak. And of course, embrace your introversion. Don't try to be someone you're not. Use your introversion to your advantage. For example, you may have a quiet, reflective speaking style that allows you to connect with your audience in a unique and meaningful way. And make it a hero's journey. Use the structure of the hero's journey to tell your story. Use this classic storytelling structure to engage and inspire your audience. The hero's journey has a clear beginning, a middle, and an end. And it follows the journey of a hero who overcomes a challenge and achieves their goals. Maybe it's a fictional character like Bilbo Baggins, or it's your own story or someone that you've helped. Use visual aids as appropriate, such as videos, slides, props to enhance your storytelling and help your audience better understand your message. And practice your storytelling. Choose stories from your story bank and practice telling them. Pay attention to the pacing, the tone, the emotional impact and the story to see what works best. You will likely continue to develop the skill over time, so be patient and be kind to yourself. Incorporating storytelling into your presentations and speeches is a great way to connect with your audience and make your message more memorable. By using vivid and descriptive language, humor, real life examples, digital aids, you can create engaging and impactful presentations that inspire and motivate your audience. Another great episode on this podcast was number 56 with Victoria Liazanowski. She's a speaking coach and a fellow introvert. She said, people never forget how you made them feel. So the biggest question you ask yourself when preparing a speech, how do I want to make them feel? And of course, you can make them feel through great stories. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you take the time to explore other episodes and learn from some amazing guests. Remember, if you're interested in getting to know yourself, there's now a free TypeFinder personality assessment on the Quiet and Strong website. This free assessment will give you a brief report, including the four-letter Myers-Briggs code. I'll add a link to the show notes. And I'd love to connect with you. Reach out at david at quietandstrong.com 
or check out the quietandstrong.com website, which includes blog posts and links to social media for Quiet and Strong. Send me topics or guests you'd like to see on the show. There's so many great things about being an introvert, so we need those things to be understood. Get to know your introverted strengths and needs and be strong.